Welcome to Athlete Maestro, guys. Here on the show, the goal is to provide you with the right habits, the right tools that you would need as you chase the goals that you're trying to achieve in sports. For every young athlete, there are always a few things that they struggle with as they continue to chase their goals in sports and, of course, before they get to that elite level where they have all the resources that they would need. So here on the show, the goal is to provide you with those tools at this time that will help you scale a level higher and get to the level where, of course, you are that recognized athlete and you can begin to achieve your goals in sports. So we provide you with answers to different questions. And, of course, we talk about different topics specifically targeted at young athletes, the struggles that they face, the things that they go through, and, of course, providing solutions to them. On today's episode of the show, episode 230, I want to talk to you about the myth of perfection and constraints. You see, one of the struggles that young athletes will face is that they always want to be perfect or they've been told to try to be perfect. And when it gets to situations where there's a constraint, either in what you have to work with or the kind of time that you have or the resources that you have, it's usually a struggle for young athletes. And on today's episode of the show, I want to break that down, help you overcome that myth of perfection, help you understand why constraints is key in sports and how it brings out your creative side and why every athlete should from time to time actually try to get to that level. If you're an athlete and you've been looking for ways to build your mental toughness, I'll encourage you to check out my free email course at athletematro.com forward slash mental toughness. That free email course will help you build your mental toughness so that you begin to understand better a lot of the things that we talk about here on the show and you can apply those things which of course would give you better results as you go forward you see it's a mental game sports and the more you build your mental game the easier it will be for you to apply those physical things in the execution of the skills and techniques that your sport requires so athletemaestro.com forward slash mental toughness but today's show is dedicated to helping you decode the myth between perfection and constraints and why every athlete should not target being perfect and how you can use constraints to work to your advantage. Welcome to Athlete Maestro, a podcast tailored for athlete development, improvement and peak performance. And now, here's your host. So I was reading an article from James Clare, and this is a guy who writes, you know, great articles about building better habits and, of course, how your habits affect what you are able to achieve in life. And he talks about this story between Bennett Seth, who was the founder of a publishing house called Random House, and Dr. Seuss. Now, if you don't know who Dr. Seuss is, he's this great American author who wrote children's books. So he wrote books ranging from different topics targeted specifically at children and all his books combined sold and accumulated something over 400 million copies worldwide so he's world famous and he's well known but the moral of this story that james claire was trying to share and i'm going to link this back to sports and show you how it applies to what you're currently doing in your sport and how perfection and constraints plays a role so bennett seth who was the founder of the publishing house random house goes over to dr seuss and says hey i'll give you 50 dollars to write a children's book with only 50 words so which was constraint he was trying to restrict him in the tools that he was going to use to write that book so he limited him to only 50 words and that was a challenge that dr seuss accepted and he said hey i will try it out and guess what he actually wrote a book a children's book with only 50 words titled green eggs and ham and he published that book guess what that book went on to sell 200 million copies and it's one of dr seuss's 
most popular children's books of all time, which means that he won that $50 bet and he taught us a lesson in that experiment, in that agreement that those two men had about perfection and constraint. Now, let me link this back to sports. Now, you see, it's very, very easy for young athletes, you know, when you're working with coaches and uh, when you're trying to train and improve and get better to seek perfection, you know. So when mistakes happen from time to time, you're always very upset because it's not something that you associate yourself with in any way whatsoever. So you want everything to go according to plan. You want everything to go great. You want everything to go well. Now, that's fine. That's There's no problem with that at all. But you see, when it becomes an obsession that is where there is a problem and on the flip side of that is constraint you see we always want to have the best tools we always want to have a wide variety of things to choose from where to train what to train with how to train and the minute that we are constrained a little bit or the minute that anything happens it might be as it relates to time or it might be as it relates to who you have to work with or who you have to train with it's always a problem for young athletes now you see in that dr seuss story that i just shared one of the things that Dr. Seuss was known for was that he was an American author, so which means he wrote children's books. You see, if he worked with the perfection mindset of always wanting to be perfect, he wants his books to be perfect, he wants his literary work to be outstanding, and he doesn't want anything to go wrong in the process. You see, what happens when someone comes to you and says, hey, you can only use 50 words to write a book? Of course, that is constraining you. And how perfect do you think that you'll be? Now, he didn't use that constraint as an excuse to not work. He didn't use that constraint as an excuse to not put forward. As a matter of fact, in another book that he wrote, Cat in the Hat, he only used first grade vocabulary list. So only the list of vocabulary that was contained under the first grade, you know, for, because he was writing children's books. That was what he used to write that book and that also went on to be a wild success. Now, there are certain things that you should learn from this story and there are certain things that you should understand. You cannot always be perfect every single time in the execution of your sport. And secondly, you can use constraints to work to your advantage. Now, if you check out my Instagram feed, at Glamour, there was a video I shared of a little Ukrainian boxer, nine-year-old Ukrainian boxer, who's an amateur world champion. She's currently undefeated. And, you know, she boxes spectacularly well, and she trains as hard as anyone that I've ever seen. I actually stumbled on a picture, and you can go and check her out at Kirama, and you'll bring it out, and you see some of the things that she's doing. Now, there was a time that she got injured on her left hand, and she has to go see the doctors i think the hand was broken or it was a strain and it was in a cast guess what she was back in training the next day training with only one hand and i shared this story on a past episode of the podcast as well and i said hey what happens if she goes into a boxing match for example and she injures her left hand or she injures her right hand and she's constrained to box with only one hand now we've seen this many times with some of the best boxers in the world there was a time floyd Mayweather jr was fighting broke his hand oscar de la Hoya was fighting broke his hand as well the same thing happened to vladimir klitschko i think even tyson fury broke his hand at one time we see so many times with boxers you see the boxers that can adapt or the boxers that actually do adapt are the boxers who are not constrained by the situations that they find themselves. So Kirama continued training with only one hand because, of course, the other hand was in a cast and, you know, she would throw jabs and try to throw hooks and try to defend herself with only one hand because, you see, 
If she was going to find herself in that situation, in an actual title fight, it would not come straight to her and that constraint would not affect her going forward. So you see, constraints and perfection, there are certain things that you must understand about them. And the first thing is that you must never seek to be perfect, guys. You see, perfection is a myth that there are people that can be perfect, there are people that uh, chase perfection. Now, you can chase perfection, that's fine, but you see, do not let it overtake your mind such that if any mistake happens, if any slight thing goes wrong, then it ruins your whole performance or it ruins your whole day and you're not able to do anything. Anything. And you see, the second thing is that constraint forces you to be creative. You see, just like the Dr. Seuss story where you only had to work with 50 words. You see, there's a certain level of creativity that comes to mind when you are forced to work within those boundaries of the 50 words. So what constraint have you found yourself in? What constraints have you had to deal with in the past times in your career? So say, for example, you only have certain resources to train with. Do you complain now? For example, I mean, football, I mean, you need footballs to train. You need cones. You need a goalpost. Uh, probably you need other players to train with depending on the time of training you are trying to work with. But you see, there are going to be times where other players are injured. There are going to be times where maybe you travel and the pitch where you're training is an astroturf pitch. Or maybe you have to have some training sessions without a goal post those are constraints but what they force you to do is to be creative you don't go out there and you don't say hey i'm not going to train today because i don't have a wide variety or a wide range of things to choose from i shared the example of the jamaican athletics team and where they train in kingston jamaica when they bust onto the scene that means the athletes are suffer power usain bolt and many others even the female athlete shelly and fraser price and all of them there was a study that was done where they went back to Jamaica to check where these people were training and they expected a state-of-the-art facility, something that was mega and amazing. But when they got there, it was a beat-down training facility. The track was all mashed up. The pitch was terrible. Nothing spectacular about the pitch. That is what explains to you that you do well with constraint. It forces you to be creative. It forces you to work with. So if it's raining outside and you can't go jogging, what do you do? You could do push-ups. You could do jumping jacks in your house. That constraint is forcing you to be creative. That is the second thing. And you see, number three, that constraint forces you to get something done. So if you're tied down, with certain things, if you're restricted in certain things, it's gonna force you to at least get some. So I can't go running, but I can do push-ups. I can go jogging, but I can do jumping jacks. I can use the skipping rope and still get some workout in. I can use the couch or the bench or something to do some bicep dips and tricep dips and all of those things. It forces you to get something on. But you see what many athletes do is that once there's a constraint, they stop. Once there's a constraint, they're not going any step further and it's just an opportunity for you to postpone or delay so you're supposed to go out to do something and because it's raining or because there's a storm or because it's snowing then you don't do anything at all you forget that you can watch tape you can watch film you can study other athletes you can listen to educational content just like this podcast is you're still getting something done despite the fact that there's a constraint that is holding you back and the fourth thing is that you have to use what you have. You see, there are times as an athlete where you're going to find yourself in situations where everything is not all plain sailing. Everything is not all as you expect it to be. You're not going to have some things at a certain point in time. Last week, we looked at Haile Grabeselassie. Just this past Monday, we looked at George Ware. Next week, we're going to look at Maria Mutola. You're going to see one thing in common with all these athletes. They had different constraints at different points in their career. But guess what? That constraint, it forced them to get creative, which means they still had to get the work done. It forced them to get something done and then it forced them to use what they had at that time. 
to propel them forward. So using what you have is one of the things that forces you to get the best out of yourself and it actually challenges you to move forward. That is the lesson that you can learn from that Dr. Seuss's story. And don't chase perfection. And even when constraints happen from time to time, always remember that constraints, they force you to be creative they force you to get something done and then it forces you to get into the habit of using what you have. You might find yourself in any location, in any country. You might go for trials and what you meet there is not what is expected. So for example, you use Nike boots, but what they have there is Umbro or Adidas. Are you going to say that you're not going to use that because of constraints, because you're used to using Nike boots? Of course not. You're going to force yourself to be creative, to use that boot, to get something done and to use what you have. That is the sign of an athlete who is ready to move forward. That is the sign of an athlete who is ready to get something done. So leave that myth of perfection and constraint aside that, you know, once I have a constraint, I'm not going to get anything done and I'm probably just going to postpone it till next week. Guess what? You are telling yourself mentally that you always want conditions to be perfect for you before you do anything. But if there's one thing that you're going to learn in sports, and I don't want you to learn this the hard way, is that things would never always be perfect all of the time. There are going to be times where curveballs will be thrown at you. And because you have learned over time to deal with those curveballs and still get work done, guess what? You're going to be head and shoulders above the rest. So that is what I want you to understand on this episode of the show. And I want you to look forward to Friday's episode of the show, which is motivational. But remember to check out that free email course on how to build your mental toughness. Athletemastro.com forward slash mental toughness. And if you haven't, I want you to leave a review on iTunes or on SoundCloud. That's the way that the podcast gets into the ears of more athletes who are looking for tools that will help them to chase their goals. The podcast continues to grow and there's so many athletes that listen in and get tools and tips that would help them. You see, the elite athletes, one of the things that they have that is an advantage for them is that they have the resources to employ some of the best people to do the running around for them. But you see, for young athletes who haven't gotten to that level that need those tools now in order to get to that point, that is why this podcast exists. And that is why your reviews are key because it would help build the awareness and get the message out there. I'll catch you on the next episode of the show. Remember, knowing is not enough, you must apply. Willing is not enough, you must do. I do not want you to be restricted by constraints and this myth of perfection. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day.